0: So, you guys doing well? You sure? It's funny, you know, we're talking about unity today. We're dealing with this one another series. There's so many things in the Bible that talk about one another. One another. It's not a solo journey. This journey of faith is not a solo endeavor. Pastor Maria alluded to it last week. This isn't, you don't lone wolf your faith. That is not how we are created to go about life, especially, particularly in the body of believers. In the church, we are not supposed to have a go at it alone. It's not how it's supposed to be. In fact, even from the beginning of creation, we were created out of community to be. In community, there is something about the unity of the believers that come together and are able to accomplish much because of what Christ accomplished on the cross. He knits us together, stitches us together, brings us together so that we can be effective together, working with one another for the sake of the gospel. It is a neat thing to realize and to reckon with the fact that we are supposed to be in this together. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, We are in this together. Turn to your other neighbor. Tell them, We're in this together. We are in this together. We're in this together. If you're new here and and you've never done the church thing before or uh, maybe you come from another church where nobody talks to anybody because you don't want to do that, heaven forbid, um, we're going to get in your business and we're going to make sure that people love you and care for you uh, because we do believe in the importance of doing this whole thing together. Why? Why do we believe in the power of unity? Why do we believe that the gospel message is a message of how we not only interact with one another, but how we care for one another, how we minister to one another, how we love one another, how we unite together? Why is that so important? There's an old saying that says, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. But there is something powerful about the work of God that comes into our lives and unifies us in spirit for the common cause of the scriptures. It's for all of us to come together and be affected by so that we can be effective in how we preach and how we serve and how we care for and how we support one another. We're called to have a go at this whole thing in unity with one another as I was praying for the message this week something that kind of kept on coming up and I'm chatting with folks and it was getting reiterated again and then talking to some other people and confirmed some more folks if you're online and, and you're joining us today if you're here with us this morning if you're joining us at any other time during the day or the week when you watch this message I want you to ask the question, have I been disunified? Have I been disconnected? Have I felt pulled apart and depleted? I asked this morning when I started here, How's everybody doing? And everybody in, the, in good Christian fashion, I was like, Yeah, we're doing great, fantastic, wonderful, smiles on. And I was like, Some of you, even through your grumbling faces, I'm doing fantastic, I'm doing great. Don't ask me again, Pastor. I dare you to ask me again. The reason why I'm asking is as I was praying for this about this this week, and I was praying for the church this week. Something that kept coming up over and over and over again is the fact that, God, you know what? There appears to be some challenges in the area of feeling unity. Feeling unity, and I'm not talking about this. This is this is great. We're all together in one space. This is fantastic. This is an hour a week. Who cares? It's just an hour. Maybe if I preach really hard today, it'll be three hours. That's why they don't give me the mic very much anymore. <laughs> I'm talking about some deeper areas. I'm talking about, you know, your relationships. Is there unity in your relationships? Is there unity in how you're interacting with your coworkers? Is there unity in your marriage? Is there unity in your family? If those are areas that are struggling right now, where there's been some disconnects, I see some heads nodding and some almost amening happening. You'd think we were just about Pentecostal. If these are the things that are kind of going on, if you're struggling in this right now, in the area of unity, I want you to remember that it is not a mistake that you are created out of unity for the purpose of unity. And the enemy of the unity of God is a common enemy to all of us, okay? We serve one God. We serve one God and we have one common enemy. We serve one God, And all of us have one common enemy. The common enemy isn't the person sitting next to you. It's not the the person that you go to bed with at night. It's not the person that you work with or or see in the grocery store. That's not your enemy. The enemy that is common to all of us is the enemy of God, and that's Satan. Satan and he desires to steal, kill, and destroy, and he will use every single trick in the book, he's very smart, very conniving, he'll use every single trick in the book to cause you to feel depleted and to cause you to feel disconnected, not just in a church setting, but deeper than that, in a home setting, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your workplaces, and if left unchecked, and if Satan isn't put in his place, What can happen is your emotions and your feelings will spiral absolutely out of control and suddenly who the enemy is is displaced from the reality of the enemy being Satan. Suddenly your spouse is your enemy or the person you work with is your enemy, or the guy down the street is your enemy, or whoever it is that you passed in traffic that flipped you off is, is now your enemy. I mean, maybe you deserved it because you cut him off and you shouldn't do that, and maybe only in Jesus' name, maybe, but the reality is, is our enemy isn't the people next to us or out on the street We have a common enemy and it's so crucial to remember that over and over again because if we don't, we can have very displaced or misplaced anger and frustration which actually causes a rift in relationship, a divorce from the very good thing that God intended of bringing people together in unity of the faith. And when we are united in the faith, when we are united by Christ and Christ alone, what begins to happen is the church is a force to be reckoned with. The gates of hell will not come against it. We will not be overcome. But that comes out of a place of being unified in Christ Jesus, unified under one God. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. So, today, as we dig into unity and we talk about unity as we see it in the scriptures, we're talking about it in the sense of one another. So, I'm going to fire off a few things that we pull out of scripture here. Be at peace with one another, do not grumble amongst one another. Be of the same mind as one another. Accept one another. Wait for one another before beginning the Eucharist or communion. You wait for each other. Don't bite, devour, and consume one another. Don't challenge or envy one another. Gently and patiently tolerate one another. Be kind and tender-hearted and forgiving to one another. Bear with and forgive one another. Seek good for one another. Do not repay evil for evil. Don't complain against one another and confess your sins to one another. The list is far more extensive than that. Those are a few points that we can draw from the scriptures this morning. If you're not paying attention, we're in this together. It's about coming together with one another in unity. The unity of the body of believers. But this is the cool part. There is wild and amazing diversity in unity. It's true. There is diversity... In unity. If we believed in unity, but everything had to be identical to the thing next to it, well, we'd be a cult, or we'd be robots that are built on a manufacturing line. Everything would always look exactly the same. It'd be quite boring, to be frank with you. There'd be no vibrance in different languages, or skin tones, or ideas and thoughts, or experiences. We wouldn't open up the world around us. We wouldn't open up our eyes to see the world around us in in vibrancy and color. It would just be very bland if, if everything was identically the same. But the reality is, is God created us to be incredibly unified in the midst of wild and amazing diversity. Why is that important? Why does it really matter that we're hitting home on this today? Well, part of the series that we're going through when we're dealing with one another is we're looking at what does the body of believers look like when it is whole and healthy? How do we do this? Well, we love one another. We have unity with one another. We care for one another. We fellowship with one another. We eat food with one another. We mourn and cry with one another. We celebrate and rejoice with one another. We get to experience the full spectrum of emotions and experiences with one another, but not everything is exactly the same. And I think we can appreciate the fact that it is a worthwhile effort to endeavor to see things from other people's perspectives. Take time to not just listen for the sake of a rebuttal, like Pastor Maria talked about last week, where you just listen for the sake of being able to talk some more, but listening for the sake of learning and understanding where someone's come from or what their experiences are, what has shaped and formed them, truly endeavoring to care about your neighbor or the person next to you so that you can know them more. There is something beautiful when we peel back the layers and we grow in an understanding of where someone has come from, what has shaped them and molded them, because we don't just see a person in front of us anymore. We see a creation of God who has gone through their own experiences and events, and in that we can have compassion and care for them, endeavoring to see them as Christ sees them. And in that we can not only learn from what they've gone through so that we can grow, but we may have an opportunity to impart our experiences to them as well. Every one of us makes up a different part of the body of believers. Every one of us has a part to play. And there is a beautiful diversity in the midst of it all. And and I I gotta say, I'm gonna brag a little bit this morning. I'm bragging about you guys. And I want to share this with you because I think it's important to hear. Now, I'm not preaching on this stuff this morning because I think we're doing it all wrong. Sometimes that's how pastors nail it out, right? Like they want to preach on the stuff that they think everybody is doing terrible at so we can get, rally the troops and get everyone back on track. We're preaching about this because it's in our series. This is good. It's something for us to learn and know and we can go back on and, and, pe- and take a peek at. But what I wanted to do this morning as I was going through this I, I'm, I was looking for an opportunity to share this piece with you because I'm like, I just want to brag a little bit to you guys. I, wanna, I was really proud I am really proud of the church. Just crank it up. I want to start, let's start dancing this morning. It's going to be good. We, I'm really proud of you guys. And, and this is why. I, I'm, I'm proud of you guys because over the years as you've Allow the Lord into your life and into your circumstances as he has softened you and shaped you and taken off the hard edges and ministered to you and cared for you, something cool has happened. You have gone from having a very deep and profound, intimate, personal experience with God that has changed who you are. So you've gone from death to life in Christ Jesus And it's gone from being a very personal and intimate, singular event that has just been for you and you alone, between you and God. And that transformation has come around to now you're sharing that with other people. How do I know this? Well, I spend a lot of time in our community, a lot of time. I'm in the office a little bit, I'm in the community a lot. And I get an opportunity to meet and chat with folks from all different types of walks of life, all over the place. Different backgrounds and situations, experiences or circumstances, meeting in joyful times and meeting in sorrowful times. And this is, this is what really hit home. This is why this message, although it is for us and so crucial to remember that we have unity in the midst of wild diversity, because of how we've been created by God, that has actually spilled out into the world around us, in, in Castlegar, specifically. And this is what's really neat, and folks, if you're online, I, I want to pay attention to this, because little do you know, or maybe you know, and, and you're walking in this, but maybe you don't realize, everywhere you go, and everywhere you walk, every business you go into, every person you connect with, every inch of road that you drive every park that you walk through believe it or not people are watching you sounds creepy right you're like i know what i was doing last week hopefully nobody saw me well they probably saw you we live in a small town it's a fishbowl but everywhere you go everything you do the conversations you have people pay attention they do if you're a business owner people pay attention. If you frequent local businesses, people pay attention. If you're taking your kids to school all, through, all throughout the week, people pay attention. If you're sitting in a coffee shop and, and having a conversation, everybody else around you outside of your booth are also paying attention. People pay attention. And this is, this is so cool. This is so cool. There's this thing that happened like, you know, over the last couple of years called a pandemic, right? And uh, and it was kind of going on. We're we're sort of beyond that now, but it was a thing, right? And there was a lot of stuff going on in the midst of this whole P word. A lot of ideas, a lot of opinions, a lot of science and pseudoscience, a lot of quackery and chaos, a lot of really justified and well-held opinions. The panoply of options to pick from when you're looking at what was going on over the last couple of years. One thing that stood out, and I'm sure you can agree with me on this, is everything in the last couple of years did a really good job of creating disunity. Can I get an amen on that? The Last couple of years has created a tremendous amount of disunity. but this is what's really cool. I believe in a God. I believe in the God who works beyond our circumstances and situations and allows us to be lights in the darkness regardless of what we're going through, regardless of what's happening in the world around us. I I believe in that God. I, I believe in the God that takes hellish, nightmarish situations and turns them around for the good of those that love him I believe in the God that reaches beyond time and space to affect the life and the soul of an individual. I believe in the God that holds no bars when it comes to getting in the face of a situation and bringing peace and life and hope and joy where there would otherwise be chaos and hurt and trauma and pain. I believe that God can turn anything around And he has the power to do that beyond what our circumstances may deem as possible. I believe that. All all day, every day, I believe it deeply. But how does the world around us get a picture of this? Well, they get that picture through us, through you and me, as we are in our world, lights in dark places. Why am I saying all this? I got pulled aside by a prominent business owner in our community this you know, a little while ago. And they made a point of taking time out of their schedule to say something very profound to me that just warmed my heart and I had to share it with you because it talks about unity in the diversity of the believers. And they said this to me. A lot of people from your church come through my business. A lot. And this is during the pandemic, by the way. A lot of people come through my business. A lot of them are from your church. And what's amazing to me is every one of them seems to have a different opinion about what's going on in the world around us right now. An idea. Should be handled or what things should be done or not done but they still love one another and they still gather together and they still choose to be united for something I can't put my finger on that's what this person said like well I could put my finger on it and what this person witnessed is they witnessed diversity of thought diversity of opinion diversity of conviction coming through their place of business day in and day out for a very long time and as they watched and as they observed and as they paid attention they realized and they, they specifically pointed out here at New Life, they pointed this out, they said there's something about whatever it is you guys are doing there that has created unity with people who are very different from each other. I wanted to, I want to brag to you about, about this this morning. I'm not boasting out of anything that we have done. I am boasting in Christ Jesus. And the reason why I'm boasting in Christ Jesus is he is the incredible unifier. We all have different ideas and opinions. We've got different thoughts and ideals. We've got things that are important to us that somebody else might think are just ridiculous and useless. But the common, the common piece that brings us all together is the fact that Jesus died for our sins and he rose again so that we can have life eternally and all that other stuff that that seems so important at times is really just junk that can get tossed in a fire. The core stuff Uh, But what Christ has done, the life that we have, the eternity transformed, that is where we find our common ground when we dig into the scriptures and we come together. Yes, we come from different ethnic backgrounds. Yes, we come from different cultures. Yes, we come from different societies. Yes, we come from different thoughts and educational uh, backgrounds and different ideals and things that are important or unimportant. We come from diverse backgrounds and we gather in the midst of that diversity, but we have unity because of what Christ has done that is pretty stinking amazing I think and so worship team I'll call you up here Bob, Bob, Bob is uh, doing doing slides for the first time this week and Bob you're doing great I'm going to skip all the rest of my notes thank you Bob What I want to encourage you with today, I want to encourage you, church. I want to encourage you that you are the light in the world because of Jesus in your life. I want to encourage you in that. If things are tough, and you're feeling very disconnected and overwhelmed, I want to encourage you this morning that you can turn to Jesus. You can, it's possible. And what's great is, Your strength will rise as you wait upon the Lord. His plan is perfected in our weakness. Why? Because we have to turn to Him. We have to trust in Him. We have to lean on Him and depend upon Him. That is where we find our common unity, is when we need to anchor to Jesus. And we might think trials and struggles are are difficult. Why do we have to go through these things? Why am I being stretched? Why is this season of life so hard? The reason why, as Pastor Ben talked about a couple weeks ago, the reason why is God allows us to go through trials to draw us near to him, to create a dependence upon him. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength and everything else just doesn't matter. We can lean into him and trust him. That is what brings the church together. We've got different backgrounds and ideas and ideals. Of course we do. Why? Because we're all very different. But this is a good thing because in that diversity, we can see parts to play that unite the body together. What I love is we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And right from the very beginning, in the midst of creation, when God created heaven and earth, and he breathed life into mankind, I love this, then God said, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness. Then God said, the name for God is Elohim, which is a singular name comprised of a plurality, which is very interesting. In the very, very, very beginning, the scriptures hinted at the fact that there was unity in our Creator. We see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the triune, three-in-one God, Elohim. Then Elohim said, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness, one God speaking in a plural form. What does this mean? This means that you and me, we were born and created out of community for the sake of being in community. A oneness in the midst of diversity. We're not all going to be the same. It would be a shame if we were. We're not all going to feel the same. We're not all going to experience things the same. We're not all going to see things the same. But the ultimate great unifier is what Jesus did on the cross. It is built into our DNA. It is part of our soul, the depth of our being. We are born out of community for the purpose of unity. And I think that needs to be celebrated and remembered Not so that we can capitalize on how different everybody is and and try to find ways to pick that apart. I think we actually need to capitalize on the fact that God has brought us together to all have a part to play in a different way when it comes to being the church. We're all part of the body. And you've heard it before, and we're going to keep on saying it. We're all part of the body, and we're all a little bit different. And some of us are a little bit weird, and some of us act a little strange, and maybe a few of us smell a little funny, and some of us, our haircuts are awkward, and, and maybe we dress a little strange, and, and, and we don't really know how to deal with social interactions. Who cares? Who cares? God has a place for for you in the church which is the body of believers. It's not it's not something to be on the sidelines of. It's not something to run away from. It is here for you to be brought in, encouraged, brought in, built up, brought in and nurtured but not to stay there. So that you can go out And keep on doing what Jesus told us to do. Go out and make disciples all over the world. Go out and take someone for a coffee. Go out, meet someone where they're at. Go out and talk to somebody whose skin tone is different than you. Go out and talk to somebody whose orientation is different than you. That might seem strange, but I'm telling you, you will be amazed when you begin to hear the stories of where people have come from. And guess what you get to do? This is the best part. You get to just love people where they're at. It's not your job to change their eternities. That's the Holy Spirit's job. It's not your job to convince them of anything. That's the Holy Spirit's job. It's not your job to make sure at the end of the day you can get your checklist out and say, I got this many people to say the ABCs of faith prayer. That's not your job. I'm not telling you this to make you feel condemned. I I want you to know this so you feel freedom freedom in Jesus. Your job is so easy. Your job is so easy because Jesus did all the heavy lifting. He's the one that went to the cross in obedience. He's the one that was nailed there. He's the one that bled and died, whose blood was shed for your sins and my sins and the world's sins. That was his job. He did the hard work. He defeated death and the grave so that we can have life and life and abundance. And guess what? Our job is just as easy as this. Go out and love people around you. Go out and love them. Take them a coffee. Bring somebody for lunch. Go and talk to the person that's so awkward no one else wants to even consider dealing with. Get over yourself and go and speak to them. Go into those hard places and put on a smile and if you can't do it, ask Jesus to help you and he will because he gives you joy which surpasses your circumstances. Go and meet the neighbor who's been a shut-in and hasn't come out of their house in a year. Go and be an encouragement to the business owner that's struggling. With the single mom who's doing everything she can possibly do to try to raise her kids well, and she's just struggling. Go and love her. Fill her fridge with groceries. Who cares? It's just money. You can't take it with you. Be wild encouragers. Use your diverse gifts and skill sets and abilities that God has gifted you with for the sake of the kingdom. I am excited to hear more stories like we heard from this business owner who have watched the church interact. And in the midst of the diversity, they were so moved by the unity. And that unity comes from the Lord. Galatians 3:28 says this There is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither slave nor free there is neither male nor female you all are one in Christ Jesus you all are one In Christ Jesus. Be at peace with one another. Don't grumble amongst one another. Be of the same mind with one another. Accept one another. Wait for one another. Don't devour one another. Gently and patiently tolerate one another. Be kind and tender-hearted and forgiving to one another. Bear with and forgive one another. Seek good for one another. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't complain against one another. Confess your sins to one another. We're all on the same team. It's true. We're all on the same team. It's Team Jesus. And we can all be on the same team because of what Christ has done and the love that he has for us. We're all on the same team. Church, I want to leave you with that encouragement today. I want to tell you good job but the work isn't done yet. There's lots of work to do. And I think we can accept that and we can do it joyfully. This week, find a way, find a way this week to go and bring some unity into our community. Find a way this week to practically share the message of Jesus. Practically share the message of Jesus. Find a way this week to bring somebody that's different than you on the very journey that will transform their lives forever. Sunday service is great but this isn't the church. You're the church. Why don't you stand? We're going to close in worship this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you bring us together. I thank you that you bind us together by the power and the work of your Holy Spirit. I thank you for the unity of the body of believers. I thank you for the work that you're doing in hearts and lives today. And I thank you that there is opportunity every moment to go and be the hands and feet of Christ Jesus in our community. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for the wild and amazing diversity In your body. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.